This is Morgan Hazelwood, back again with more writing tips and writerly musings. Today I'm coming to you a couple days early because of the United States is celebrating Thanksgiving on Thursday. And I thought about sharing a post on giving thanks and all the things I'm thankful for. And then I realized uh, my next set of notes from Worldcon were actually on the importance of kindness. So instead, I'll be sharing with those with you today. Um, and I hope you enjoy. So the importance of kindness. These days, people prioritize a lot of things. They prioritize truth and honesty and maximizing shareholder wealth. But there seems to be something that is undervalued, often described as a tool of the weak or, you know, the gullible. But they're wrong. Today, I'm talking about the importance of kindness. At the titular panel at Worldcon 2019, Corinne Duvis, Jeff Ryman, Claire Light, and Vanessa Rose Finn shared their thoughts about the true importance of kindness. So first, what is kindness? Kindness is the feeling of compassion put into action. But what is kind for one person may be cruel for another because we don't all have the same wants or desires or needs. When torn between the needs of multiple people and groups, the kindest thing is usually to balance the different wants and needs. Kindness can be a way of being and death is the only limit. It can be stepping up when someone steps out of line to hurt someone else. It can be discouraging unkindness and penalizing it. Kindness is also said to be the culture of Hufflepuff. Yes, I'm a Hufflepuff. Oh yeah, Hufflepuff's rock. Um, so in JK Rowling's Magic School in the Harry Potter books, the students are split into four houses. The ambitious, insular Slytherin, the bookwormish Ravenclaws, the brave and heroic, um, sometimes stupidic, um, <laughs> Gryffindor, and the friendly, loyal Hufflepuffs. Hufflepuffs do their best to be kind and to not judge others. So is kindness actually a weakness? Some see kindness as a luxury. But even in math, some call the purest of sciences, we can find it to be the right solution. In game theory, those who start off with a kindness end up exchanging tit for tat and find themselves winners. Those who are only out for themselves find no one on their side. Kindness opens you up to risk, to rejection, but to be kind is the bravest act of all. So let's discuss the difference between manners and kindness. Being nice to someone is kind, right? Well, it depends. Politeness is what is expected of people. So-called PC terms are just 
requiring people to treat minority groups with the same level of manners and politeness that they've traditionally been expected to perform towards the majority group or the groups in power. But as anyone in the South can tell you, politeness and manners can be weaponized to show someone else that they're lesser and just don't fit in. Think about the ubiquitous, bless your little heart, and all the judgmental condescension inherent within those four little words. With manners in most polite societies, you can demand tolerance. But tolerance is something that is inherently judgmental. You tolerate things you don't like but have to put up with. Kindness is embracing people of all kinds. In many cultures, one cannot demand a kindness. Kindness that is expected is an obligation or a type of manners. Kindness is a gift that must be freely offered. Pretty sure that's the rule in like all the fairy tales. So let's talk about another important distinction, comfort versus kindness. The core of both is clearly empathy. And I'm sure all my fellow readers out there um, will be encouraged by the recent studies that say readers of fiction score higher on empathy tests. Um, but, and clearly we all know that just because you disagree with someone doesn't mean that you need to attack them. If you see that they're suffering, even when they're in the wrong, you can get a lot of mileage out of recognizing their pain, but helping them try to understand the opposing viewpoint. A comfort for someone is a comfort zone or a safe place where they can relax and let their guard down. Comforting someone is an act to help someone, often through an act of kindness, when they cannot be somewhere that is safe. When you can't keep their stressors away, you can comfort them. Another distinction the panelists discussed was the difference between fairness versus kindness. What is fair or good is not always kind. Taxes paid to feed millions and pave the roads and fund hospitals is a good thing, but it's not a kindness to those who have to pay up the money. It's not a kindness from those who pay when the payment is institutionalized. Also, people often treat accessibility for disabled individuals as a kindness that should be thanked, um, an act deserving of gratitude. This attitude is ableist. When rants grant access to, ramps, sorry, um, grant access to everyone, while stairs are more selective, why are ramps not the default? When someone has a legitimate need versus a mere desire, providing it should be seen as an act of fairness or even obligation rather than as a kindness. Trigger warnings or content notes are often derided as coddling people. Why? Movies have had them for decades. 
books used to always have, you know, content, like what topics are covered in them on the front cover on the copyright page. Letting people decide what they're up for or not is just allowing them to make informed choices. Using what I, I just don't understand how it's called coddling people when you're just giving the information that they need to make an informed choice about whether or not this is something they want to deal with. Uh, using trigger warnings or content notes can be an act of kindness if it's freely given. If begrudgingly given because the site the media is on requires it, we're back to it's not a kindness, just a fair expectation. And kindness itself isn't coddling. Often correcting someone's mistake before it gets too big is a kindness. As a writer, feedback that requires tons of work is a bigger kindness than encouraging publication before the manuscript is ready. And the final thing the panelists talked about was kindness to oneself. Now, society can be cruel. People who take care of themselves are seen as prideful or arrogant, and they're told they're self-centered. In many societies, women are expected to self-sacrifice for their families, their health, their energy, everything while men are supposed to throw themselves into their work to earn their value. Meanwhile, people who don't take care of themselves for whatever reason are seen as lazy or just plain bad people, unworthy of help or support or love. They're wrong. Everyone is worthy of help and support and love. And many of the people who don't take care of themselves have legitimate reasons and need help and support. So how can you be kind to yourself? Obviously, there's the self-care things you see all over the place. You can eat well, which means both nutritiously and treats and healthy measures. Getting enough sleep or at least more sleep. We all need at least a little more. Taking care of your body, exercise, medication, meditation, whatever you need to feel your best. Being honest with yourself and your own limits. That's a hard one. I know for me and I know for a lot of you out there. And nurturing healthy relationships and healing or ridding yourself of unhealthy ones. All of these are great ways to take care of yourself and to be kind to yourself. There are many ways to be good or just. There are multitudes of ways to be kind. Be the kindness you wish to see in the world. And that's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that subscribe button and share it with all your friends. It goes a long way towards helping people find me. And I'll be back again next Monday with more writing tips and writerly musings. Bye-bye.